For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Good morning and welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Michael Stelzer. My co-host today is Kim Reynolds. Eric Fisher is in the control room. Jeff C. is handling simulcasts on Periscope, Facebook, and YouTube. And Grace Duffy is our show producer. This is the show. Yes, the show for marketers who want to know, what, wait, what, what just happened this week? Facebook just <laughs> did what? Instagram just did what? That's what we do every week. We cover the breaking news. We bring you the experts and we talk about what it means. By the way, this show is sponsored by Social Media Marketing World 2018, the place where everybody comes together and talks about all this stuff. You can find out more by visiting smmw18.com. SMMW18.com. Okay, on today's show, we're going to explore Facebook's latest growth with Mari Smith. Lots of stuff just come out of, came out of their earnings call. We're going to break it down, talk about what it means. Amazon has a brand new social network. What? Yes, Amazon. Jeff C. is going to join us to talk all about all, all about that. LinkedIn has got a bunch of new stuff, including LinkedIn web demographics. And Vivica Von Rosen will be joining us in our third segment. And we've got tons of news. So buckle up. And get ready for an amazing ride. And by the way, if you are new to this show, you can get our live show calendar by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. Also, please share this on whatever platform you're on. If you're watching on Crowdcast, go over to Facebook and hit share. And I've got exciting news. This show is now available in an audio podcast called the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Each episode publishes on Monday. The live show happens on Friday. The podcast, which is audio only, happens on Monday. Last little bit of news is that every Saturday we take all the notes from our show and put together an amazing blog post for you. So what I'm going to do now is bring on our very first guest, which is Mari Smith, who I often refer to as the queen of Facebook. And um, how you doing, Mari? Crazy times, huh? Um I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me, Mike. Great to be here as always. So we're going to go ahead and show a screen here. Um, uh, this is Mark Zuckerberg this week announced uh, in his earnings call a bunch of new data. And Mari, maybe you could just kind of talk us through what some of the the key um, things are that you observed from Mark's announcement uh, on the earnings call just this week. You betcha. I know. I'm just like going, wait a minute. I need to get my self right in the middle here. <laughs> um, you know what's fascinating to me is I really love to pay close attention to the exact verbiage that uh, all three of them use. So Mark Zuckerberg, CEO, COO, Sheryl Sandberg, CFO, Dave Warner. And it's really fascinating to me, the prepared remarks, always listening. Okay, there's PR in there. There's obviously normal financial reporting. They just recently changed that to the gap method. So uh, but still, it was really exciting to see the stock uh, have a nice spike on uh, Wednesday there. Uh, 
But uh, what really fascinates me also is the Q&A section at the uh, really often for like as much as 30, 40 minutes in the in the uh, Q, the uh, earnings call. And this time was the Q2. So, um, yeah. So Cheryl made a point of saying, you know, there's 70 million businesses have Facebook pages. Does he have that on here? No, he doesn't. Uh, um, and then the advertisers. But, you know, if we were to kind of look at. Five so million, think, by the way, million, five, mi- a, yeah, five million monthly active advertisers and seven million. million. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was four before. Yeah. Four, five. Exactly. Up from two and a half million uh, uh, from 2015, which is pretty cool. Um, now then. So, yeah. Big landmark this quarter, this past quarter, two billion users. Uh, I thought it was really fascinating, Mike, that you see what Zuck and his team chose to position right next to Facebook was not uh, Instagram or Messenger or WhatsApp, which he has in previous community updates. Right next to it, you'll notice, is the Groups app icon. And he's specifically saying there's 100 million members of meaningful groups, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're really proud of that. And that goes hand in hand, of course, with the new mission, not to bring the, not to connect the whole world, but to get the whole world closer together, right? So that was amazing, of course. Well, let's, let's uh, talk about that real quickly because yeah, sure, yeah. Um, they did announce a couple of weeks ago this initiative and, and they're launching new features for groups. Um, what's your take on this focus on groups? Um, is it because their numbers are kind of leveling off and they can't, you know, I mean, how, how much bigger than $2 billion can you get, right? So they've got to find some other interesting metrics to talk about, right? <laughs> it's always about monetization, Mike. It's not so much about the user growth leveling off, although certainly interesting to compare to Twitter and, and, and their right. <laughs> announcement yesterday. My gosh, no users, crikey. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, user growth is always going to be a component. But uh, moreover, certainly for investors, what Facebook's striving for always is that growth and in investment. And they have been warning, literally, quote unquote, warning investors for about a year to expect growth to level off in terms of of uh, revenue growth because of ad load, because they've like running out of uh, ad inventory. Ad, excuse me, no, mm. plenty of ad inventory. Um, ad load, ad, yeah, ad space, spots. Right? right, there's only so many spots where they can stick yeah, an ad. Because you know, you scroll through your newsfeed right now. I counted them regularly, and on my desktop and mobile, it's absolutely every fifth post. I was thinking it was every third post. It feels like every third post, <laughs> because every fifth post is definitely a a paid post, and. Um, but what they're looking to do is find all kinds of new places to put ads, okay? So that, like, right now, Instagram is the darling, right? Of the, They call it the Facebook family. Instagram is the darling because that is going to be where the significant growth can happen. However, with the groups, folks, between you and me... <laughs> Facebook's never really talked about this, but we can watch how the company tends to operate. They give the users something for free and everybody just soaks it up. Oh my gosh, groups have insights now, leaderboards, different filtering, doing that uh, big community summit that they did in Chicago a few weeks ago, right? We talked about that. And so you can see that, and, and even changing the mission to make the world closer, get into these meaningful communities. So it's trying people people in. And my prediction, Mike, is that they, they definitely will be bringing out ways to monetize for Facebook to monetize groups. You know, I want to Yeah, let me add a couple comments on this because I yeah. mentioned this a couple weeks back on the show. I said, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really awesome that they're bringing these features here. But the obvious thing is that there are going to be um, you know, my, my advice to marketers don't rush out and start a group just because mm-hmm. they're focusing on groups because 
advertising is coming to groups. It's inevitable that it's coming to groups. And the groups are eventually going to be algorithmically pushed back as well because you can only belong to so many groups and only see so many things but yeah. this is the this is the flavor of the day right now which is groups right and that's what f- Facebook is putting their focus on and Instagram stories uh, they announced a cool 250 million people are using Instagram stories every day what's your thoughts on that Mari I think it's exciting. I thought that when they moved into the marketplace with that feature, it was perfect timing. It was immaculate timing. And, you know, I know that there's raving diehard fans of Snapchat out there. I know you talk about Snapchat on the show, um, but... Yeah, it's like anything Snapchat does, Facebook and Instagram are just blatantly copying these features and they're really kind of winning that game, if you will, with the stories feature. People really loving it. Um, It's not winning as much on Facebook, as you probably know, and it's not being adopted there as much and possibly Messenger as well. But I think that people are just really loving that feature over there. And then they'll be bringing out ads. I think they've already tested some, right? Ads inside of stories. Correct. So, um Uh, According to Forbes, Zuckerberg has emphasized video and smartphone camera. So can you talk a little bit about what Mark said about that? Okay, so this is perfect, perfect timing. So remember I said earlier, I just love the part in the earnings call where they do the Q&A and they're all, they're all like investors, all from like big investment companies and whatnot, typically, you know, brokerages and whatnot. And I don't think they have a media ask questions, but um, it's the investors, right? So there was a number of questions kept coming and coming for Zuck and Cheryl uh, around monetizing Messenger. And, and they both kind of pushed back a bit and said, look, we're in no hurry. And in fact, Zuck said point blank, look, we are, uh, video is much more about what we are going to be focusing on the next two to three years than Messenger and WhatsApp, monetizing Messenger, WhatsApp. They're taking their time because uh, a word that was used over and over is organic. They want the, And that's in terms of conversations, having businesses, excuse me, well, consumers, people, users organically connect with businesses using, you know, Messenger, WhatsApp, using these messaging apps, it's going to take a learning curve before the masses are like, oh, cool, I can chit chat with this business, right? So back to video, absolutely. Video is going to win out. Uh, they're absolutely in, uh, you know, taking to a bleeding out of the $70 billion TV advertising industry. Yes, they're competing with, uh, you know, other like YouTube, Amazon Prime, um, Hulu, YouTube, you know, they're they're uh, releasing those shows. They right. say the end of summer. It'd be really interesting to see when they come out. Another question that kept coming up with for Cheryl was about these ad breaks. And again, it's that learning curve for the users because everybody's like pushing back on, oh, don't interrupt my video. Like like right now, could you imagine, Mike, you're doing this live and the little countdown timer comes in and I'll go, right. we interrupt the show to bring you right. an ad that you have no control over. Right. You know, it's going to be weird for the viewers. It's going to take a long time. And and so so the the management were very clear on the call on Wednesday that they're they're not they cannot afford to alienate the users you know right. they cannot afford to have a big revolt people go ah, you know I'm going to go use that well, it's fascinating because what you're referring to is the mid-roll which is a mm-hmm. phrase that's used a lot in traditional ads and podcasting and and uh, what we know from the past is that certain high profile individuals on Facebook that have a certain number of, um, of followers can um, go ahead and self-impose a mid-roll ad with the push of a button. And it's like a 10-second break, if you will, and then an ad pops in there. Um, it'll be intriguing to see whether or not Facebook will 
ever impose what YouTube does uh, on the front of their videos. You know how YouTube has that skip thing. Um, but generally, yeah. generally, the creators, if you look at YouTube, the creators have the choice to turn that on. And it's a share of monetization. So I think that's where we're heading with Facebook, where they're going to lure in a lot of creators, live video producers and, and people that just upload videos and incentivize them to monetize those videos. And therefore, it will be a choice. And once that choice is made by the video producer or talent, if you will, then they'll be sharing in that revenue. I think that's where it's going because that's exactly what I, you know, I'm seeing in dialogues coming out of VidCon and such. So mm -hmm. just in summary, um, 70 million businesses now have Facebook pages. 5 million are actively monthly advertising, which is still a pretty shockingly low percentage. 1.3 yeah. billion people are using Facebook every day and hundred and million of them are part of meaningful groups on Facebook. And then you got a quarter million using Instagram stories. Huge numbers, Mari. I'm excited yeah. to see what the future holds. And um, any closing thoughts on all this? Yeah, I do have a closing thought. I am very, very heartened to see that Facebook in the last maybe, I've particularly noticed in the last maybe six to eight months, have switched their focus in terms of, of encouraging marketers to buy ads. And Cheryl said it adamantly on that call on Wednesday that it's about driving business. She used the phrase proxy metrics. It's no longer about proxy metrics, which is reach and engagement and likes and shares and all the video views. Those are important metrics. You do want to keep an eye on those, but it must, she kept saying over it, this must drive business. So they are now realizing, okay, you got 70 million businesses, that's 65 million that are not advertising. Oh, we better make sure they know they can drive business, right? It's really absolutely has to be about getting leads and getting sales. In fact, she, Mike, she, she actually, uh, I don't know if you listened to her or not, but she said, for example, you see an ad and you go and buy a truck. You see an ad and you go out and you buy a cup of Starbucks. You know, that's where they can go then to future advertisers and go, you see, this does work. <laughs> awesome. Well, Mari, why don't you tell everybody where they can discover you and all the great things you've got going on. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insight with us. My pleasure. Always happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, Facebook page is at Mari Smith, Twitter at Mari Smith. Twitter, <laughs> hope they survive, uh, marysmith.com. And I got some fun stuff happening uh, um, all over. If people can just follow me on my page, that's the best place to do it. Thanks, Thank you guys. so much, Mari. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, and folks, we're going to talk about the Twitter news for sure. So don't don't you worry about that. We're, that's in our lineup today. Um, so folks, just real quick, um, lots going on with Facebook, obviously, right now. And it is definitely a... Um, it is definitely a exciting time to uh, be a stockholder in Facebook, but it's also an exciting time as a marketer because there's so much that Facebook can do because they have so much money to invest. You know, they can afford to not go crazy on monetization because they've got Big Daddy Facebook fueling Messenger and all these other kinds of things. Um, before we transition over to our next segment with Jeff, just want to remind you guys, this show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World, the place where marketers come and debate where they come and learn, where they come and network, all about social media marketing. It's the largest conference of its kind on the planet. Check it out, smmw18.com. With that, I'm super excited to welcome Jeff C. on the show. Jeff is um, manages our Instagram and Pinterest account and also uh, has a podcast called the Manly Pinterest Podcast. So here's the deal. Amazon has a social network. Like, what? Give us the news. What's going on, Jeff? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I wouldn't call it a, a social network yet. It's a pseudo social network advertising kind of Amazon's product. So here's the screen. Um, and it's only available 
on the iPhone app. It's not ready for Android yet. So um, you have to actually get to it through the Amazon app on your iPhone. So you go to programs and features, and this is kind of what it looks like when you first log on to it. And you'd have to click on that Amazon Spark but, uh, button, and you you walk through it. And you now, hold on, now, hold on a second, Jeff. Let's slow down yeah. for our audio listeners. Um, first of all, Amazon Spark is what they're calling this thing. And right. what you're telling us is you have to have the Amazon app on your phone. Is that correct? That is correct. And, then, and it's kind of hard to find find it. You have to actually go to the menu in your Amazon app, go to programs and features, and then you'll see this kind of screen like Kim has up right now, and you select Adobe Spark. I mean, not Adobe Spark, Amazon Spark. See, there's so many networks I'm getting. <laughs> so now, um, Amazon Spark. Yeah, so, you, so go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, and so the first thing it's going to ask you to do is going to ask you to select at least five interests you want to follow. And those are basically the same uh, as match uh, Amazon categories. They're, I don't know if you have a screenshot of that, Kim, but that's uh, – and, and they really pretty much are exactly what Amazon categories are. Um, it lets – yeah, right there. And so you click five of those to get set up. Um, there's stuff like TV binge-watching, which – I, I think I need to get out more. These people really do. So, um, but you select these things and then you are brought into the app and you can start. Hey Jeff, hold on people. a second. We got to slow down a second here because um, sure. there's a lot of people listening that cannot see what we, we are seeing because of the right. audio podcast. So, so um, explain kind of, you, you do a post and then what's the next step here? Well, the first thing when you log in, this is what you're going to get for your very first time. You have to select five interests or you're not going to be able to proceed. Tell us what some of those so, interests are. They're like movies and TV, art and design, um, video games. It's pretty much uh, like Amazon's categories that you're used to. They kind of sync up to that. So Got it. that's the first that's like the first step of two that you have to do. And then you have to connect you make sure you're connecting with your Amazon profile and then you are ready to go. Um, and so you just confirm your profile. That's what we're seeing on the screen right now. And once that is done, you're ready to go. Okay. So, so just to be clear, you steps. have to indicate your interests when you set up your profile. This is not when you just post an update. Is that correct? Yeah. This is the first time you log into this new Amazon Spark. You have gotcha. to do the five interests or it's not going to let you go forward. Okay. And then, and then we get to this point where we have the option to turn on notifications. So how does that, what does that do for us? It's pretty much standard like any other app. They really want you to turn on a notification so you get notified when there's new things in your feed, right. when people comment on the posts that you make. Uh, it's pretty standard like uh, in, you know most apps ask you to turn on notifications. So that's okay. kind of the next step. You don't have to do it. Uh, I did just when I was testing that, and I haven't been bothered by it yet. So okay, it's cool. still kind of in beta. Cool. You got some more screenshots for us? Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next one, Kim. So this is, I was able to sign up for it. So this is the first thing. Once I've gone through the registration process and I'm ready to uh, do my first post, it says share something interesting. And so you have the option on this screen to click on photo, click on a product. And of course, that's just an Amazon product, a link. And there's some stuff in the terms of condition. You can't really link to like your store or anything like that. Can you link to a blog um, post? Like, like like a website link is what they're... You know, okay, you, so you could link to your blog post, for example, if you wanted to, exactly. right? Exactly. And then they also have the option for a poll. What's the interesting thing about the poll is you can only do polls on Amazon products. I went to test this feature out. I was going to do like the Amazon Echo and then the Amazon, you know, then the Google Home. Well, Google Home is not for sale on, the Am on Amazon anywhere. So I couldn't do that compare and contrast. So I oh. ended up doing the Echo Dot 
and then the regular echo. So it looks, only by the way, it looks very plain. It looks very much like kind of like LinkedIn actually almost, you know? Um, yeah, it, it really does. And it really does. So do we have another screenshot here? Yeah. So it's, so what I did is I uploaded a photo. This is, uh, I create pins on the weekend in my spare time. And this is one my daughter took. And so you'll see there on the screen, you'll have your image that you come up. And if there's a product in there uh, from Amazon, you just tap to tag products. Oh, so that's you really tap cool. That and you would be able to. That's like Pinterest, to, isn't it? Kind of. It's, it's, it's not, it's only products though. And Kim, if you can go to the next screen, I'll show you what happens is the first thing that comes up when you tap it, it's uh, recently purchased. So that's the first thing that pulls up and, and you can see that I'm safe to be around because I just bought deodorant uh, <laughs> strong enough for a man, but uh, so. Ah, okay. So hold on. Let's, let's explain what's going on here. Yeah. So, so they're, they're assuming you're taking a product of something you just received from Amazon as their first order of priority. So when you tap on this pen, it's coming up with the things that you purchased. And sure enough, you did purchase some woodworking pens on there. Did you end up selecting those or no? Exactly. Well, I also, what you can do is you see right above on this screen, it's uh, above the recently, recently purchased. It gives you a thing to search and Amazon with. So mm. I searched um, just to make sure it worked. One of the pin blanks that I used to create those pins with, and um, that's the next screen. So Kim, if you go to the next one, so you can, sh you can sh um, search for products as well at this stage to tag. So this screen is actually me searching the, the, it was a, product from Crooked Mill is where I buy some of my blanks from. And I'm able to scroll through that and select it. Okay, let me um, ask you this question. Do you have to figure out the product or is this thing smart enough to know what's in the picture? It's not smart enough to know what's in the picture. Which is kind of shocking because point. the Amazon app itself is really smart. Like right. I, I can take the, I just did it the other day. I held it up to the front of my printer and it, and it immediately came up with the ink that goes in that printer. So I'm surprised they haven't connected these two things together yet. And, and, and I'm sure it's coming, don't you think, Jeff? Yeah, I think it is. And so, Kim, you can go to the next slide. I want to show you what the final post looks like in the feed. So this is my post in the new Amazon um, Spark uh, app, I guess what you would call it, or, or social network. So you wow. see my picture of my pins there. Looks you awesome. see down at the, the bottom, you see that um, there's a little shopping bag that has one on it because I only – selected one thing in the photo. If I would have selected multiple things in the photo, it would have a different count. It would be like three or four, however many things I selected in the photo. The next slide, Kim, if you, if you click on that, you'll see what happens when you tap. You'll see that that yellow dot, there's a yellow dot on the screen that actually is what's highlighted below that people can go actually purchase. And the yellow so dot is aligned with the product, basically. It's right exactly. over the top of the product. Yes. Yes. Uh, go back to the last screen real quick because I want to comment on this for a second. A couple of things that are important is the smile is like on this thing. Mm -hmm. So they've replaced the like with the smile. It is very Instagram looking. It, are all the images cropped to square? Did you make a square picture here? Uh, this was already a square picture. I think they, they do have uh, Pinterest-ish. I didn't check the double, double check the sizes, but they do have some of the taller um, portrait size images that I've seen on the feed. Um, the interesting thing about this as well is like I screwed up and I, I had a capital, I capitalized acrylic in there and I wanted to go back and change it. Well, unlike Instagram, you can't change your post. The only thing you can do is delete it 
yeah. and start over, hmm. which hopefully they'll fix, but it's kind of a pain. Well, so. here's, here's some of the data that we have. Um, Amazon Spark users are encouraged to post stories, ideas, and images of products they love, which others can react to with comments and smiles. Spark posts uh, can contain images, texts, links, or polls, so it's not video yet. And TechCrunch said the following, um, the goal of this new program is to shift some of the social activity around products taking place off-site, meaning on Facebook and Pinterest and all that, back to Amazon where product inspiration can translate directly into product purchases with the click of a button. Now, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Robert Rose and Joe Polizzi, and they were talking about how this could be a great data experiment for Amazon. Amazon has so much money that they this could, not, this could be something where they're not necessarily using this to create a social network, but instead they're using this as a great data aggregator to try to bring more photographs of products into the Amazon ecosystem so that the Amazon camera and all these other kind of things can can be smarter and better identify products. I personally think that this is more than that. I think that Amazon being a multi-billion dollar company is decided like they have done with so many other things with their Kindle and everything else. I think they've decided they want to try out a brand new product category and this is an experiment. And um, the fact is that if they start integrating these social updates into the Amazon product updates, Jeff, and you make products, this could be really big, right? Just imagine if they're able to somehow bring all the products that are available in this Spark thing into the Amazon product listings. And let's be honest, Amazon's the largest store on the planet. I think it could be really, really huge. Um, I don't know. What do you think about it? Yeah, and they actually have said they're wanting to move away from rewarding like the top reviewers and want to, you know, do this for enthusiasts instead. In fact, uh, on July 30th, it's coming up uh, this weekend, they will be allow users to share their previously written product reviews on their profile to Spark. Mm. So they're trying to migrate stuff over here. I, I was really interested because I also sell T-shirts on Amazon, and I, you know, I waited like four months to get a merch account, which is an account that lets you sell right. uh, print-on-demand stuff on there. And I was like, can I do this? Because I've seen, I've started to see a lot of sponsored posts. And for, I would wait if I was a marketer to see because it wasn't really clear. And Amazon will come down like a ton of bricks if they think you have violated anything in their store. And it's a pain in the rear to try to get back. So well, what's I would be happy But here's what you could do. Here's out. what you could do. Imagine this. Imagine when you send a product to a customer, instead of saying, give us a review on Amazon, it could be give us a spark on Amazon. It could be that that's actually just as important. And I can imagine them integrating all these different <laughs> things together. Let me ask you this, Jeff. Do you have the ability to follow people and do they have the ability to follow you? Yes, you do. And I would hesitate to actually incentivize anybody to uh, go re review your product because they are very explicit in there that you can come down. And I've known some people who've sold stuff that have offered contests. Oh, really? They have gotten hammered. Yeah, they got yeah and I'm not saying incentivize in a bad way. I'm just saying like, hey, right, love right. our product. Give us a review, which is what most people do. It could be give us a spark. Who knows? Yeah, I just get really scared with them because they like you make a lot of money off of Amazon and getting your store banned is, is, is a big deal. Okay, so that's the news on Amazon Spark. It literally came out this week. Jeff, there's, since we got you, let's talk about Instagram. They come out with some sure. new um, – I don't think we have a screenshot on this one, or do we? Okay, we do. Talk to yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, now uh, the big news is Instagram is is not using their own API. They're using the Facebook Graph API. And the, the reason for this is they're going to let uh, businesses keep track of their organic content's performance more effectively um, 
with the third with these third party tools. Like we use Iconosquare. This is the screen that came up when I logged into Iconosquare. Now hold the on a second, is, Jeff. Is, let me let me yeah. slow down just and translate this for people. So what this means is that Instagram is now enhanced their metrics and features that are available through the API. The API is what third-party tools use to be able to get data. So prior to this announcement, the, uh, the metrics were very limited, I guess, right, Jeff? Um, if you use third-party tools like Econosquare. With this new announcement now, these third-party tools are gonna have access to a lot more data. Is that accurate? Yeah, especially for organic content. Now, the, the key thing is, is you have to have a business profile. In fact, this is a screen that comes up and you have to log in through your Facebook login. So if you go to your account and you'll see this Facebook login, which for me always makes me nervous when they're trying to get me to log into something else. And I hadn't even done this on our account at Social Media Examiner because it'll throw, you know, warnings everywhere and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of held back. But if you see that, make sure that you, you know, understand what's going on and they're wanting you to log on using Facebook login so you can get access to this new information. Um, if you still have access to the, you can still use the old API if you don't want to do that, but you're not going to be able to have access to any of these new features. And those new features are, um, you can actually moderate comments and you can actually turn them on and off on your business profile. So this is only for Instagram uh, business profiles. So what this means is that if you're using the right third-party tools and they're using the API, um, you're going to now be able to manage comments through these tools, which is a huge deal, isn't it, Jeff? Well, it's, you can go ahead. You, I can uh, wrangle comments already in Iconosquare. It's that you're able to turn them off and you know hide comments that you haven't been able to do before. Yeah, so that, that's really convenient, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big deal for big for big companies, especially when they're having to, to scramble with, with comments. It's and if you have a spammer or something like that, you can hide them or toggle them on and off, which is very cool. So even though this is kind of a technical update, what this means is if you use a third party tool that uses the Instagram API, there's a good chance that some new features and functions are coming to those tools that will make your life a lot better. Jeff, one, thank you, first of all, so much for giving us the news on Amazon Spark and the Instagram API. Tell us. Oh, is there any more that we had to show here or no? This was just, yes. this is what it looks like in, uh, when you do get those features, this is what Iconosquare looks like with some more of the information. So I just wanted to have that screenshot they shared. Yeah. You uh, want to just the, verbally the describe post. what is uniquely here just for the audio listeners? Yeah, you can, I mean, you get more, uh, you know, uh, you can see, check your impressions better. You can, uh, it, it has a longer term of, for stats, I believe. I haven't been able to dive into ours, but, um, it's going to be a lot, and then they're going to continue to roll out features. So cool. um, the big problem before was the organic, you know, what's happening outside of Instagram. And this is supposed to be able to help with that problem. Perfect. Jeff, tell everybody where they can find out more about you. The best place to find me is anywhere on the web at Jeff C, that's S as in Sam, I-E-H, and at manlypinterest.com, where we're always adding uh, testosterone one pin at a time. Thank you, Jeff. Okay, folks. Well, lots going on. I mean, so you have to make this decision. Do I spark or do I not? <laughs> right? Because, you know, now there's a new social network and it's very early days. And, you know, there are some people right now that are thinking, ooh, this is my chance to be an early person. Um, you know, will Amazon succeed in the social network? We asked this very same question when Apple came out with, you know, a, a song-based social network that ended up failing. I don't know. 
I don't know is the answer. But if you are selling products on Amazon, perhaps it makes sense for you to explore this and understand more about it. The real question is going to be whether the users adopt it or not. All right. We are now joined by Vivica Von Rosen, and Vivica is the leading expert on LinkedIn. Welcome to the show, Vivica. Welcome back. Hi. Yeah, thank you. Second time at Crowdcast, so this is awesome. Yeah, so um, uh, two announcements. The first one is that LinkedIn has introduced something called Website Demographics. Uh, uh, describe what it is for those that are watching and for those that are listening. Sure. So website demographics is like who's viewed your profile, but it's actually for your website. Mm. It is free, which is shocking. (laughs) Uh, It's, I mean, I am super excited about it and I'm not even like a, a total, you know, tracking geek and metrics geek and demographics geek, but you actually have the opportunity to put a snippet of code on your website. And then this new website demographics tool will track who's visiting your website. And, you know, we all have website demographic tools. I mean, hopefully we do, but this is actually going to show you, you know, employees, or I'm sorry, I'm going to show you companies, um, industries, uh, titles of people. So you're going to have a much better idea of who's visiting your website. So you can see, you know, am I actually posting the right contact content and attracting the right people? Or is there an audience I hadn't even thought of before that I should be creating content products and services for? So it's- it is, I think, a really big deal. It's kind of fascinating because it's taking yeah. the, the 500 million users on uh, LinkedIn and it's combining that data with those link. You know, I think the idea is that people are logged into LinkedIn. They don't tend to log out just like they are right. on Facebook. And it's taking all that data about those people that come to your website and it's aggregating that data together for you so that you can get some insight that's perhaps more accurate than the way Google does it. Because the way Google does yeah. it is they use third party uh, data sources to try to, you know, make assumptions about you where, uh, with LinkedIn, you tell them a lot of details about you. So, um, Facebook used to do something like this. They do not any longer do anything like this. And if they do, it's really, really weak. Um, (laughs) I guess one of the, and by the way, the categories are job title, industry, job seniority, job function, company, company size, location, and country. Why do you think LinkedIn is doing this Vivica? Um, I think they're doing it. Well, I'll give you both answers. Um, I think they realize, and there was a question earlier about small business services. I think they realize how important their their businesses are and their their members are. And there was a little dissatisfaction after the last user interface change. So I think they're giving us something. Um, also, of course, this is definitely linked in and through the the ads. It's you ha- you can only access it through the campaign manager. So uh. I'm sure that. <laughs> The real reason they're doing this is, or another reason that they're doing this, is to get us to create better ads and to put more money into the ads feature. But you don't have to use ads to get this snippet. I just want to let you know that it's being rolled out. Not everyone has it yet. You do have to have a campaign manager to get it, but you don't actually have to pour money into ads to get this new feature. I know a couple of years ago, LinkedIn did an acquisition of a company I think is called Bizo or Bezo or something like Bizzo, that. Yeah, and yeah. that's that brought the LinkedIn remarketing technology to the table, which was essentially the ability exactly. for ads on LinkedIn, you know, based on visitors to yeah. websites. It looks like this might be kind of an extension of that. Is that kind of what you think is going on here or is this something totally different? 
Well, it might be. Um, Bizzo was actually, they created a tool called uh, Lead Accelerator. And then it was a fantastic tool, um, very similar to this. And then they dismantled Lead Accelerator, what, a little over a year ago. So I'm thinking this is a rework of it. Now, Lead Accelerator, you had to be part of the 25K club to get in, right? You had to, you had to spend at least 25000 quarterly in ads just to get access to Lead Accelerator. And this is free. So um, Lead Accelerator worked a little bit differently differently. Um, but I think you're right. I think the Bizzo technology and the, the retargeting and the tracking um, is, is, is from Bizzo. So if somebody wants to figure out how to add this to their website, um, what, what do they need to do? I mean, in as simplest of terms as possible. Sure. Um, and I actually, I'm going to pop it in uh, the chat here and it's already on Facebook, I, but I actually wrote an article about this. You inspired me um, this morning at cool. 5 a.m. So uh, what you need to do is go to your campaign manager. If you don't have a campaign manager, I think it's linkedin.com forward slash ads, and that will help you set up a campaign manager. Under the tools, there's a drop down and that will um, show you the uh, the widget, which I'm just spacing what the name is right now. Yeah, snippet. And Code or whatever, yeah. Yeah, the insights code, LinkedIn insights code, I think it's called or something like that. Um, and then when you click on that, it will give you the code and you just pop that code into your website on whatever page you want tracking on. If we've but already had the LinkedIn insights code installed, is it safe to assume that this is good to go and we don't have to reinstall it? I would hope so. I would hope so. But it sounds like this might be a newer thing. So um I would just double check, make sure the code matches. I wouldn't make the assumption. Uh, a little technical caveat. Um, yes. At Social Media Examiner, we recently removed the LinkedIn Insights code. Ah. <laughs> and the reason we did it is because it was actually pretty resource heavy on our website and it, and it wasn't yeah. very clean. So um, this is before this announcement happened. So um, if you add this code to your website and you notice some issues with performance, um, that could be something that, you know, is a possible side effect. But if you're yeah. not a huge publisher like us, you know, it may not be a problem that you're concerned about. Um, exactly. So, okay, perfect. Now we've got another piece of news here, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. LinkedIn rolled out the ability to add multiple photos to posts. Now this is on the heels of just a couple of weeks ago, them doing native <laughs> video. So talk to us, how does this multiple photos in posts thing work? And how is it similar to maybe some of the other social networks? Yeah, and it's funny. I discovered it because I, I got the native video, and so I was on there, and I and I actually accidentally clicked the video and the photo, and it said, "Oh, you can't do that. You can't. You can only do photos." I'm like, "Oh, oh, I could do multiple photos. How cool is that?" So I think it's a rollout with um, with the the video feature. Now I, I have the video feature, so I don't know if people who don't have the video feature yet get get this yet. Um, but I'm I'm assuming it, it'll be rolled out you know, soon for everyone. Yeah, here's what we um, know. The, according to LinkedIn, they said the feature is currently available on the LinkedIn iOS app and yeah. it's, and it's coming soon on Android and desktop. And Exactly. And so the first thing that you want to do is on your iPhone, make sure you've got the, the latest update because um, I didn't think I had the video and then I updated. I'm like, Oh, I have it. So make sure you have the latest update to see if you have it. But yeah, it's cool. You can just um, choose a bunch of pictures, make a nice little collage and upload it with a post. I mean, it's going to be a great thing for conferences. Yeah. Um, like you know, social media marketing world. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks marketing like, it, it looks like looking at this, it looks like uh, this example, they show five pictures yeah. and it looks like the top two are slightly bigger than the bottom three. So it looks like it kind of 
clusters them together, very similar to what we see on Facebook. Facebook. Have you, is there a limit to how many you can put in here? Do you have any ideas on how that works? I actually don't know. Um, I played around with it and I got one, two, three, four, five, I think I got six or seven in, but I didn't try for eight because I didn't have eight good images. So can you, can you zoom in on them when you're in, <laughs> when you're in the app? Can you zoom in on them or is it just kind of like creating a, a, a vis- virtual thumbnail? Yeah, I think it's a virtual thumbnail. Um, now, I haven't tried pressing on it to see it if, if it expands or not. Um, you, you caught me off guard a little bit because I was so into the, <laughs> into the demographics. No, that's cool. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Well, check it out. Um, I would imagine, um, it, according to the picture here, it looks like you just click on the camera when you're doing a post update and it, yep. and then you can it select from you- your camera roll. Exactly. It takes you right into your camera roll. So you don't have to, you don't have to take fresh pictures either. You can go in and pick and choose from, yeah, previous camera roll images. Awesome. Well, Vivica, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing all the exciting news from LinkedIn. If you would tell everyone where they can find you, that would be awesome. Sure. Um, I'm Vivica at Vengresso.com, uh, or you can always find me at LinkedIn Expert on Twitter, LinkedIn Expert on YouTube, LinkedIn Expert. Oh, I got it finally on Facebook and <laughs> LinkedIn Expert on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, please feel free to reach out. Awesome. Vivica Von Rosen, thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Okay. Lots of news, you guys. We got a ton more to cover. So, Kim, over to you. Okay. So, Facebook has announced that Groups for Pages is now available around the world. With this update, brands and media companies can now create fan clubs and groups centered around their super fans and can link new and existing groups to their pages. So this feature is great because it allows brands to create their own pages without having to rely on admins to set up groups from their own personal you, accounts. You said pages, you meant groups. So they can create their own I'm groups. Sorry. That's yes, good. they can create their own groups from um, without relying on admins to do it from their own personal accounts and gives organizations a chance to create official groups and instead of, you know, unwanted unofficial third parties. Very cool. And I think that these groups somehow, it just shows up from what I recall, I think it just shows up in the sidebar when you're looking at the page. Um, Is that right? Um, So like, I think there's this new tab called groups if you're on the desktop and I think on the mobile, Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's across the top, but that's exciting. So that means you can actually create a group that's tied to a page that's not tied to a personal account. And, um, and then of course you can get those up on your Facebook page. Very cool. Exactly. All right. Um, Let's go to the next one. Facebook has been testing user-generated GIFs. And um, I have this. Not everybody does. But you'll know you have it if you open your Facebook app. Everybody do this right now. Open your Facebook app. In the upper left-hand corner is a camera at the very, very top left. And I don't know if that's in the same place on the uh, on the Android, but that's where it is on the iOS. When you click on that camera, you will see um, the camera, but at the very top, it says normal, and then to the right of it, it says GIF. And we're showing an example of this right now. Go to the next tab, if you would, Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, when you click GIF, by the way, well, actually, go back one, one, one section just for the heck of it. Um, when you click on GIF, there's a little circle that's in the center there. And when you click on that circle, it's like three seconds. So you get three seconds to move around and create a cool little GIF. And, and then if you go back to that, that other image there. Um, and the GIF is just like what an animated GIF or GIF is. It just keeps repeating over and over. Once you do this, you're, you have two options. One option is to go ahead and save it to your uh, phone camera. The other option is to publish it to 
only stories on Facebook. So if you can go to the very next tab, I have a little video of this. Go ahead and hit play on this. Probably have to hit play a couple times and I'll narrate what's going on here. So basically, I uh, went into our offices and I just had a couple of our employees and we just kind of, I just did a quick little pan. Now this is, this is uh, what it looks like. The challenge is that when you save it to your camera, it's not saving it as a GIF. It's saving it as an MP4 file which is kind of not really a GIF. So let's be honest, this is really not a GIF creator, okay? This is just kind of a short form clip that you can create over and over again, and it's pretty much exclusively for Facebook stories. Okay, with that, we'll go ahead and move over to you, Kim. Okay, so... So Facebook has launched a series of updates that will improve and simplify the Live 360 experience for both creators and audiences. This update includes a new Live 360 Ready program, which presents an array of third-party 360 cameras and software solutions that provide great Live 360 experiences on Facebook. And Facebook also announced that it will now support 4K resolution for all live 360 streams. Okay, let's pause and for a second real quick because this is big news. Yes. Um, yes. So first of all, for those who don't know what 360 is, this is a completely immersive video where you can, you know, kind of, you've seen it on your phone where you can move the phone around and you can experience it. The fact that they are now able to support five 4K resolution, which is ultra high mm -hmm. definition, live Let's be honest, that's going to require a heck of a data connection, okay? Yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to do that on your typical, um, like, cell phone connection. Um, no. You're going to have to be, like, in a, in a really strong Wi-Fi uh, configuration. Now, they've got some other cool stuff there. Um, what else? Go ahead and keep going. Well, so you can also view this in the new um, – you can view it the 4K in VR with the Facebook 360 app for Gear VR. Cool. So that's pretty, yeah, so that's, that's pretty neat. And also now broadcasters can add the donate button. They can use, uh, there's some like nice little editing tools that Facebook has added. They can use image stabilization. There's a new guide. You can schedule live. You can use a new heat map tool and cross post live 360 videos. Cool. So and I, I don't know exactly what the heat map tool does, but I, I'm guessing it has, it probably tells you where people are mostly looking or something like that. I don't really know. Right. And then, and then is an added thing. They said that they've partnered with blend media and their network of 360 creators to share a series of 360 moments around the world this weekend using the cameras that they've um, put together in their program of approved softwares and cameras so that you can get a glimpse of what all this is like this weekend. Very cool. So, awesome. Yep. Okay. We'll go to the next news item. Facebook has extended the ability to alter the link metadata exclusively for select publishers. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about how um, when you post something on LinkedIn, you used to be able to click in, I mean, on Facebook, you used to be able to click in and you used to be able to edit the stuff that shows up underneath the picture. You could edit the, the description and you could edit uh, the link description and the little summary underneath it, but they've changed that so you can no longer do that. Um, however, some publishers are now able to do that. And um, if you're the owner of the content, you can actually validate that you're the owner of the 
publication, for example, Social Media Examiner, own socialmediaexaminer.com, we hypothetically should be able to validate that. And thus, as the owner, we would have the right and ability to edit that. So that's what Facebook has rolled out. Mari Smith gave us this cool picture. And this is how you can tell whether or not you have this feature yet or not. So what you do is you go into Business Manager, you click on Publishing Tools, and then on the left, under Posts, at the very bottom, typically it says uh, Expired Posts, but underneath that is something brand new called Link Ownership. And when if you have that, you have the ability to add a little piece of snippet to your website and verify the URL, I mean verify that you're the owner of that. And that will give you back the ability to be able to edit those, but only your business page will have that option, not anyone else. Um, right now, it's available mostly for um, uh, sports publications and a couple of other uh, major publications, um, sports news and entertainment pages, and they will be expanding it over the next few months to other publications. Okay, over to you, Kim. Okay, so what we're looking at is a pop-up in groups, and it's now asking you to add up to three tags to suggest what a group is all about. And this is new, and so I I don't really know. Well, I think why don't you now- plus that up a little bit? Um, I'll explain what this is. So um, Grace Duffy, who is uh, on our staff... Uh, went into our uh, breaking news group and it prompted her and she's not an admin of the group. And it said, what is this group about? Suggest tags uh, to admins to describe this group. And if she did suggest tab, tabs, tags, T-A-G-S, the admin would get that feedback and they can go ahead and tag that group. So this is all part of what we talked about earlier with this uh, movement towards groups and discovery of groups. Now, this is a private unlisted group. But that is something that we've never seen before, which is the ability for a user of a group to suggest a tag and for that feedback to go to the admin of the group. Okay, uh, keep going, Kim. You know what I think that this is going to be related to, though, is advertising. Because I've seen a lot of people saying that until they were members of a group, they hadn't been receiving so many, had seen so many ads in the news feed. And if you think about it, if you're a member of a group and this group suddenly has tags related to the content of that group, it's going to be much easier for Facebook to associate your interests in a particular advertising area. Bravo. Does that make sense to you? Totally. Let's keep going. We've got a lot more to cover. Exciting stuff here. So um, on this next news item, let's go ahead and click in on that image, Kim. On this next news, and and plus that up a little bit. So here's Mm -hmm. the deal on this. We have, um, this is another one of those seen in the wild things that I've never seen before. If you have an event and you go to the event and you start scrolling down, you may see this new feature that says share in messenger. And this basically the way this works is as a user scrolls down, let's say they've said, I'm going to an event like social media marketing world on Facebook. There's this option that says share in messenger. Now, I don't know if this share in messenger only appears after you say that you're going to an event, but it allows you to send a message to one of your friends and it basically pre-populates the event And you can direct message right out of the Facebook um, interface to your friends to kind of help evangelize that event. I think that's really, really cool. I do too. 
Okay, over to you, Kim. Okay, okay. so Twitter has added a new f- new features to its notification tab on both mobile and web that tracks and alerts users about interesting links, trends, and accounts. So Twitter's always provided this type of information to users through push notifications, but this is the first time that it's appeared in the same tab where you track the activity surrounding your own accounts and tweets. If I recall, the image itself... Um, let me explain kind of what this is because I have access to this image. Basically, um, when you open up the Twitter app, typically the notifications were mentions, okay, like like your friends tweeted you or whatever, but they got this new thing called all. And what they're doing is they're grouping together um, interesting things that it thinks you should be interested in. Like, here's a bunch of your friends who are tweeting about about this thing. Like one of the examples was uh, they were talking about Twitch. So a bunch of people right now that are your friends are talking about Twitch. So they're grouping these things together into things that they think you're interested in. And and the response on Twitter has been pretty much not very positive. A lot of people are like, this is just making my feed more noisy, dot, 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 dot. So anyways, that's the news on that. All right, moving along to the next news item is that Google Analytics, this is exciting, you guys. Google Analytics has introduced voice-based um, artificial intelligence. Okay. So what this means is you'll be able to talk to your phone and ask it a question inside of Google analytics and it will answer it and show you the data. How cool is that? Right? Because Google analytics is literally like, um, it's like flying an airplane sometimes. Now here's the deal. Here's what I know that if you open up, if you have the Google analytics app on your iPhone, you can kind of get a sample of what this is going to be like. You open up the Google analytics app and there's this little gear kind of thing that's in the upper right. And when you click on that, what it does is it provides you insights that it's taking from your Google analytic data right now. And it, it, it automatically is generating all sorts of interesting data and analysis right now, only on the mobile app. Okay. What's coming is you'll be able to click on that in the future and you'll be able to hand type in natural language query or you'll be able to click on a microphone and talk to it to have the, you know, voice to text kind of feature. So what this means is that you will be able to say in the future, Google Analytics, how's my traffic this week? And it will tell you. Now, that is really cool. And this is um, this is a really big deal because it's taking a lot of insights and artificial intelligence stuff that Google has and it's bringing directly into analytics. Okay, Kim, um, we're going to go into what I call beast mode here because we only have a couple minutes left. But Snapchat has introduced the, some cool new features called, um, oh, here we go, multi-snap and tint brush. And basically what this is, is it allows you to take a picture Right, Kim? And put your mouse over the top of it. Like we're looking at an ice cream cone hanging. uh, What do you call these things? What's this thing called? A pinata. Okay, ice cream cone pinata. And someone took their finger and they literally traced on the top of the ice cream cone. And then if we go to the next tab, it turned it from pink to green. And it shows you a scroll bar and you can go ahead and change the colors. And if you go to the very next one, you can see that you you can alter the pictures inside of your image. And this is called the tint brush, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Kim? Correct. Now, what about the multi-snap thing? Can you describe that in like a couple seconds? Yeah. The multi-snap is where you can hold down and it will take six 10-second little snaps right in a row. And that way you have the option of selecting the best image from a series of snaps. Awesome. 
There you have it. Interesting innovation coming directly from Snapchat. Okay, Facebook acquired someone called Source3, and this is a content rights management solution that will analyze user-generated content for copyright infringement. This is first going to be used in the sports, music, entertainment, and fashion industry. And here's what... um, Facebook is telling us that this will allow brands to either A, get an impression of where their their trademarks are, and B, enforce their trademarks. So my take on this is this could have a huge implication for live video because we're, we're already aware of the fact that they're monitoring music. And when the live video is done, they'll ask you if you have the rights to that music. And if you don't, they won't let you save the live video. So I think that this is going to... Um, allow brands to either approve or disapprove of un, of unlicensed use of their stuff. And it's pretty fascinating. Um, okay, over to you, Kim. Okay, so LinkedIn has released an Android version of its LinkedIn Lite app, a pared down version of its original LinkedIn mobile app that's developed for users in markets where data networks are slower and relatively more expensive for consumers such as India and some of the third world countries. Facebook has introduced a new instant article analytics tool. They partner with Nielsen and basically what they're doing is providing data to those big publishers to, to prove to them whether it's better or worse than having content on their own web, webs, uh, website. Tell us about okay. LinkedIn. LinkedIn has rolled out a dedicated desktop app for Windows 10 and it provides acta- access to to LinkedIn from the Windows start menu. Twitter released their quarter two earnings and here is the deal. They did not add any new users in the last quarter. They had 328 million total users, but here's what TechCrunch says that Twitter says about this. They've started to emphasize its growth in daily active users. That's the strategy that Snap is also employing to pitch an alternative to Facebook. The goal is to convince Wall Street that its eyeballs are more valuable than Facebook's eyeballs because the service is much more engaging. So no new users from Twitter, but supposedly better engagement. Kim? Snap has added two new ways to purchase their spectacles um, instead of through the SnapBot and direct web orders. And the two new ways are through Amazon and through Harrods Department Store. Cool. Uh, Snapchat also has a brand new um, partnership with NBC News. And the idea is that there are going to be a twice daily short form television show on Snapchat called Stay Tuned. And it's going it's all about the younger viewers who no longer watch traditional television. It's going to be at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern time in the United States and Canada. And NBC is also prepared to handle breaking news and special reports exclusively on Snapchat. Pretty exciting announcement. That is. So YouTube has confirmed that they are going to be merging YouTube Red with Google Play Music. And though this is not really going to be a major change, because right now, if you belong to YouTube Red or Google Play Music, you get the other service for free anyway. So it's not that big of a deal. Google has launched a brand new thing um, called Hire. Uh, and it's for recruiting and it's going to be basically, I think, a competitive thing to LinkedIn. And it's really built for the larger uh, businesses that are using the Google suites of products and it integrates seamlessly into the Google suites of products. I'll take this last mention. Um, Adobe has announced that they will end support for Flash. 
Uh, the good news is you have a couple of years. It's going to go until 2020. So any of you Flash developers out there, anybody who's using apps that are, uh, they've given us plenty of leeway to, to go ahead and start, you know, moving over to something like HTML5, but Flash is pretty much coming to an end. Speaking of that, um, this show is coming to an end, and we just want to, first of all, thank you guys for joining us. A um, couple of important programming updates. Uh, we come to you every single week, and we strongly encourage you to share this. If you love what you've heard so far, let the world know about this show. Uh, we are now distributed on iTunes and also on Google Play and also on Stitcher as a podcast. This is also a live show that's broadcast every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Crowdcast. Um, we thank you so much for joining us. And we do want to let you know that this show was made possible by Social Media Marketing World. So if you are um, fascinated by all this crazy news that happens every week and you really want to go deep with the experts, you want to come to Social Media Marketing World. Discover more about it at smmworld.com. With that, we say goodbye to the YouTube channel. We say goodbye to the Periscope channel. We say goodbye to all of you on Facebook and we will catch you all next week. And that is a wrap. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.